I don't know whether you noticed the two commands in these verses. The first command is found in verse one and it's positive. Paul tells his readers to rejoice in the Lord. In other words, rejoice in your status as freely belonging to Christ. And he goes on to explain the reason why in verse three. He says this, for it is we who are the circumcision, we who serve God by his spirit, who boast in Christ Jesus. And what he's saying to his readers is that whereas false teachers may want physical signs of belonging to God's people, like circumcision, Christ asks us to surrender our whole lives to him, to be in him. In other words, if we believe Jesus is our saviour and our risen Lord, then we belong to him because of his work, because of being in him, not because of some physical sign of belonging. And because we're his people, because we belong to his kingdom, all those kingdom blessings are ours both now and in eternity to come. That's why we can rejoice. To rejoice is to be found in Jesus because he's done the work to make all that blessing our reality. The second command in this passage comes in verse two and it's a warning. Paul tells his readers to watch out for those dogs. It's quite strong language, isn't it? But what he's meaning by that is false teachers who had come into the church and tried to turn the church towards a more Jewish form of Christianity. And Paul warns his readers because these false teachers had built their identity around things that were not Christ and things that therefore could not bring joy. And Paul knew what he was talking about because he was once one of those false teachers. In verses 3 to 8, Paul takes us through what he once found his identity in and he lists out everything he once was so conscientious about. He was once conscientious about the law, his status as a Pharisee, being blameless, being right, even so jealous that at one point he persecuted the church. And yet he says all of that, finding his identity on things that were not Jesus, were actually a burden, not, not a blessing. Because the truth is, when you live like that, when your glory is in your status or your abilities or your stuff, it never satisfies. It it creates a need for affirmation. It creates a a greed for more things or more achievement. And it creates a pride in what we've done. That really subtle, do you know, at least I'm not like that person kind of attitude. That's why Paul says it was all a loss to him. That's why Paul tells his readers to rejoice in the Lord, because when you compare the joy and freedom and glory of being in Christ to the burden of identity in the world, it's a no-brainer, isn't it? And in many ways, these two commands are two sides of one point. That true joy only comes when we guard against finding our identity in the world, and instead, when we find our identity in Christ Jesus. And we need to listen to Paul's command today, because like his Philippian readers, it's easy to be sucked into living how Paul used to live, under the burden of an identity outside of Christ. Today, we might believe lies like, if only I had more money, then I'd be more secure. Or if only I had the better holiday, I would be more happy. Or or if only I had the better church, I would be closer to God. But Paul wants us to see that far from being servants, lies like these are burdensome masters. Perhaps this morning, this command is what we need to hear once more. Rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the freedom that Christ has won through his death and resurrection. Rejoice in the joy and hope that we have in him. And rejoice in the fact that in him we have a new identity, a full identity, 
a complete security because it's founded on his work and not ours.